1: of the officially sanctioned podcast. About the show, about four lifelong friends who compete to embarrass each other in public. You know the one.
2: The official and practical Jokers podcast.
3: All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the official, impractical, Jokers podcast, Cruise Edition. That's right. First one on the high seas. That's right. My name is Casey Jost. I'm James McCarthy. And we're joined, of course, always by Danny Green.
2: Casey, guys, how are you? Welcome. Great. Yeah. Thank Here,
3: you? Here's the thing about Danny Green You don't usually get to see him He's such a behind the scenes guy Occasionally Joe Gattle will just like Force him into a shot If they're doing a <laughs> Ask a Joker But you're the man behind All those kind of things And behind this podcast Yes And now you're in front People get to see you now Unless you're If you're listening at home You don't get to yeah. see him But just Google a picture Yeah <laughs> But what you don't get When you Google you That sounds fun Is that mustache You got a mustache yeah, for yes. the cruise Oh
4: thank you Thank you
3: Applaud the mustache. This is great, and now everyone gets to see. Hey, mustache! Someone yelled in the crowd, and that's what we're doing here.
5: And Danny's also Vanilla Clown.
3: That's right, as you guys know. Everybody know Vanilla Clown from season seven. Thank you. Thank you. This is the this is the clown himself, right? Clown mustache. Who knows what's next? Yeah, yeah. I do. (laughs) Um, That's so exciting. This is so great to be on the boat. It's nice. It's
5: finally nice to, like, interact with the fans because usually we're just behind the scenes in the BTS in the basement of a grocery store. Right. uh, Behind little typewriters and stuff like that. But now we actually get to interact with people and, like, get to um, bask in the glory of the
3: Jokers. Yeah. Is that how you like to phrase it? I like to, yeah, bask is definitely the word I use all the time. I
5: like to think of them as the sun, Uh and their radiance just shines upon us and we gain strength.
3: Uh, (laughs) You get that D. (laughs) yeah. Yeah, That's you how get, I keep my job. I always yeah, yeah, get, you get, that get that vitamin D. D the vitamin D. The um, yeah, but this is exciting. For people who, who are listening and they don't know what the Joker's cruise is, yes. it's, it's like Comic-Con, but instead of, like, comic books, it's the Joker's. Right. And instead of San Diego, it's on a boat. Right. So... Once that's you make those is. leaps, you have it all set in your mind. That's what it is. And it's, the, and it's the best. And you get to talk to fans and you meet other fans. And, you know, you get a lot of access to the guys. Have, have you guys taken selfies with the Jokers? Yeah.
6: A lot of yeah. people have. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's, that's the beauty of it. Last night we were going crazy doing karaoke. Did do karaoke with Sal and Joe. Yeah, Sal, Joe, Murr was there. Uh, Q was doing his podcast Space Monkeys at the same time. It was yeah. some fans yeah. of that. I think Murray had a drink with everybody on the cruise. <laughs> That's like his thing. He he like it's a thing that Murray likes to say like I I got drinks for everybody and he also complains about it. It's like he, <laughs> he brags that he's like I got drinks with everybody and then he's like oh god I got drinks with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and
5: even when the other guys get drinks it's on Murray's bill. So yeah. really Murray's buying for the whole ship I think. Yeah,
3: I think I think the guys made like a copy of his credit card and they yeah. use it.
5: Yeah, if you don't know about that, you shouldn't have to pay for another drink. It's all on Murray. <laughs> yeah. Find anybody that works on the crew. What's his, what's his, his room him. number? Can they just charge it to his room?
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Okay. He he actually sleeps in the captain's quarters. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's the captain now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is actually the boat where we filmed the cruise uh, show. Yeah, remember we did an episode of Impractical yeah. Jokers on a cruise ship? Remember that? Mm-hmm. You're actually on that boat right now. That exact yeah. boat. It was the Norwegian Pearl. Isn't that amazing? Little, that's a little inside joke you got yeah. there. Yeah,
5: Joe did the belly flop competition on the yep.
3: floor on the twelfth uh, floor in
5: yep. that little pool up there, and Mur gave his uh, captain's speech. That's right, uh, over yeah. in the hallway there. Yeah, it was beautiful. That was on the train sail across the sun cruise.
3: Yeah, any anybody fans of the Big band? Big fans train? of train. Train.
5: A couple people? Cool. See, the thing is, they could be really, really big train fans, but that's still the reaction you will get. <laughs> that's the difference between, like, a really big train fan. Like, if I'm a really big train fan, it's like, oh, yeah, train is great. Uh, right. Uh, at my wedding, I dance with my mother to Drops of Jupiter, and that's, like, a giant train fan. Right. If you even kind of like Jokers, you're like, it's the best freaking show on my TV. Have you seen it? Yep. You got to see it. Yeah. And then you punch somebody. I disagree,
3: because if you go, are you guys fans of the Jokers? That's, that's the difference. You got to know your audience. Are you yeah. guys fans of train as a locomotive? <laughs> okay, some people prefer planes. Now, these are a boat crowd. Yeah, they love boats. That's right. TikTok. All right, well, I'm very, very excited for our first guest. You might know him. You, you might know him as the, um, uh, the father. Right. Oh, hold on a second. Uh-oh. Oh, well, you realize what's just happened? Okay, coming down the audience right now is Quarantine Joe. Oh, he
5: looks sick. Oh.
3: Okay, this is this, this is Joe Ambergio, yeah. but yeah. he uh, he's very sick and he's gotten quarantined. But he keeps breaking out. He does. This is he has to perform,
5: otherwise he has to pay for the cruise. No, please don't sit there, quarantine Joe.
3: That's your seat sit over there. there, quarantine Joe. We expected that this might happen. If he doesn't
5: so we, perform, he pays for no quarantine Joe. Yeah, no, I'm not please. touching. Him. You're very sick.
3: So, if you don't know this, if you're on the boat and you got the sniffles, or if you got a sore throat, they are going to take you and they're going to throw you into some barracks and they call it a quarantined section. And Joe, Joe, you're sick, right? Yeah. Hey, I'm very sick. I'm so sick. I have um,
4: I have a touch of the ringworm. And you have a touch of a ringworm? Yeah, I've been touched by it. And careful, he's he's got a robe on. You can't cross your legs. <laughs> and uh, I. I have some sort of pan Pacific diphtheria. I'm not sure. I was I, Pan Pacific. Which is, diphtheria in the Atlantic Ocean. We're on the wrong
3: ocean. I agree. I don't know how. Wow.
4: <laughs> oh, Jumps a
3: whole Well, Joe, while you're here, maybe you can make yourself useful and bring out our first guest. Oh, I would love to, yeah. Okay, great. Wait, so, are you wearing underwear? Yeah, yeah. Which medical right. grid. <laughs> I heard some screams
4: from the front row. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, no, uh, not yeah. anymore. No. Sal refuses. <laughs> Sal will never talk to him again. He's that afraid of germs. Uh, well, we're gonna bring our next uh, guest, our first guest, and you might know him as Benjamin Katz's father. Um, I think that's where his is guy. he? You might you might know him uh, from the Tell Him Steve Dave podcast. Oh, he's has
5: got Quarantine Joe. Quarantine Joe, he's behind you, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Brian Q. Quinn.
4: And, and James we
3: got James Murray
4: here.
3: It. Hey, wow! What a surprise! That is so fun. Uh, hey guys! Hi everybody! I, I'm okay over here. This is sits here. Like, that's best. all right. Damn yeah, damn. How, that's how the boat works. Like uh, I didn't know that James Murray was going to be coming. Popped in, and now he just pops up. That's what happens on the boat. Hi Casey Jones. Hey guys. Up? Right. <laughs> quarantine Joe. How are
7: you feeling? <laughs> hey, rog, I'm
6: seeing a Virgil. Yeah.
4: yeah. Joe, your
7: Joe. robe's on inside out. Yeah. <laughs> These are your pockets. That means they're not accessible.
4: I didn't want anyone to see that this was a Haven robe, so I flipped it inside out.
7: You're not in the Haven, are you?
4: Not anymore. No. Oh, good. They kicked me out.
7: Uh, the you Haven know, is the private deck on the boat where acts can go to relax and just be themselves. <laughs> and if Joe is there, it's not going to be good. <laughs> We're all going to get sick, buddy.
4: I know. I'm quite virulent. <laughs> <laughs>
5: this what? was the only comedic bit we planned.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to so head out, guys. Take like it. Gonna... We, we, we made a visual joke for the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you, know,
6: you, know what, you know what I love about having Danny Green to my right? First of all, he's rocking the mustache oh, now. <laughs> but second, when I look at you, all I see is uh, that Vanilla Clown. You you guys remember that Vanilla Clown? Yeah, season seven. He's the Vanilla Clown. I have the costume here on board. You do? You really asked
1: me to bring it? Yeah. You let me know when you want me to reprise that role.
6: I'm letting you know.
7: (laughs) I want to.
4: That's
7: so funny. We've known Dan Green for eight years now, and the evolution of Dan Green has been incredible. When we first met him, like you were you were a little heavier. Mm-hmm. Right? And then suddenly we saw him and he lost all this weight and he looked great. But then he hadn't you hadn't bought new clothes yet. So you're still wearing the clothes that you had when you were fatter. Yeah. <laughs> so he was always baggy. So we're like, oh, Dan Green's like evolving in front of us. And now he just shows up and he's the stone cold hottie, he's the silver fox, he's got that mustache. He's dangerous, this
6: Dan <laughs> Green.
8: He's oh, a dangerous type. Th- 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 there was
6: one day though.
8: <laughs> yeah, look at him. Yeah.
6: Look so, at him. Thanks. Anybody so here from the first him. cruise? Yo. It poured. And it got so hot in the atrium where we were singing karaoke because everybody was there that literally all the windows were fogged. Remember, you couldn't see out the ship. It was not fun.
3: All we had was each other to entertain ourselves. That's right.
6: I would argue though, it was fun, though. Like It, it was. It, it was. created a camaraderie. <laughs> it also created a smell. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, that was Sal.
3: Well, I want—I gotta ask you guys a question because every at the at the end of every cruise, you guys are pretty defeated because you you give it your all. It's <laughs> it's day two. How are you feeling?
7: Oh, I feel great. I, I drank too much yesterday. I, I I I don't know. Not in that good way. Like it was a little bit too much. Like I forgot I don't drink anymore. Yeah. So I just started heavy, and then I realized I had three shows. And I was like, oh, man, because we say, we're going to say this a lot because we really feel it. It's like, we know how much it costs for you guys to be on the boat, which is why we do what you're saying. We're like, well, we have to really give you guys our all. And it's just like, there's a balance that you could do where you're like, oh, he's fun drunk. We never get to see Q drunk. And then there's just like, oh, no, he's... Uh, we paid for this? Like, I, I, I think yesterday I was a little over the line. So today I, I slept like 10 hours, and I'm not drinking today to... to
4: I I learned my
6: lesson the first cruise. The first day of the first cruise, I I was so drunk without realizing there were four more days to go that I wound up alone in my room puking for, like, two hours. It was the worst. It's like I'd never again. So now I paced myself less and I was good drunk. I never became sloppy You, you
3: said like you were alone in your room as if like you'd want anyone else to be there. <laughs> no, <it's> just, <laughs> like I was alone in my room puking. I had yeah. no
6: friends there to watch. The, uh, the last big fight I got into with a girlfriend was I was puking. in The, the day we got picked up for uh series, it was December like 15th, 2010. <laughs> right. We knew we were going to be on TV. Right. We had tried for 15 years. We knew we were going to be on TV for the first time. And uh, that day I got stupid drunk and I was dating a girl and I, I started throwing up in the trash outside my building and threw up in the elevator of my building and I threw up in the sink because like the bathroom, we, Joe and I lived in one bedroom apartment and we put up a BS wall to create a second bedroom for him, but he had no power. We ran an electric cord into the, from the hallway. Through. But his, his girlfriend, now wife, was throwing up in the bathroom. So I had to throw up in our kitchen sink. And the girl I was dating was holding... I had a lot more hair back then. She was holding my <laughs> yeah.
4: hair back. I was my, like, get off me! My wow. skin's falling off in flakes. What's that? My skin's been falling off. Yeah. He's in quarantine. Yeah. He's in in
7: remember quarantine, remember yeah. the so quarantine. Why do you man? have a
3: sick story? Yeah. <laughs> you got quarantined.
7: Was we that? Also, is that? Uh, I'm sorry, because I wanted to ask about that. I know it's your show, and I will. This is the last time. Hey, all,
3: it's, it's, you're paying the bills. This that's where
7: you were. Wait. So you, when you found out, because we did the pilot, and that was big news. But
6: you knew, You remember where you were when we found out? You got. We got a series on uh, yeah. I was in work that day, and it, uh, it was a Friday afternoon. It was the, uh, our Christmas party that night for North South. Uh-huh. And that day, I got a raise got a promotion and we got the call that we got picked up the series and uh, so I got very <laughs> drunk that night that's crazy oh that's uh, funny
3: yeah um, well that's so funny to think about like when it when this all began and to flash forward to now where you're on a cruise ship with your names on it like that's cra- that's crazy you know let alone just getting a, a, like a TV series picked up and getting you know season one extended into season two and like and now you're on a cruise ship it must feel pretty cool or does it does it still feel like on to the next
7: uh no i think we live in i i do a little more than these guys um i feel like uh these guys concern themselves not in a good way not a bad way with uh what are we gonna do <laughs> whereas <laughs> like i we all live in jokers so much because we, you know, we do the, the, at least two shows on it. We do the movie. We, you know, still work with these guys on it. We, we do all this stuff. Like, I don't know. I, I don't have the capacity to go, what's next? Uh, yeah. they, they do a little bit more than me. You know, it's so it's for me,
6: it's uh, my, my mother, when I was growing up, would always tell me uh, one thing. She goes, uh, you never know your golden years until you're past them. And uh, so try to recognize when you're in them. And uh, for me, and I think it's probably where my existential anxiety comes from, I, we've been, I realize that we are in our golden years right now. We've been doing it for nine years now. To know that you're in the best times of your life while you're in it is so rare. Or <laughs> the worst times, depending on the, whether I'm getting punished or not. But um, it's so rare, and uh, I, I, I can't imagine... I mean, we wanted this, well, I've wanted this my whole lives, and, and, I know, and I can't imagine a better possible job. And, like, what job after this is going to be better than showing up to work with my best friends every day?
3: Uh, working at, at the Apple right. Store.
6: Apple Store. Apple yeah. Store Genius Bar. I think that it's, is genius bar. For that sure. That is great, but I would
7: argue that you didn't take the lesson that your grandmother told you. Like, you don't know when your golden days are. You're assigning that to now, but mm. these may not be. You don't think? Yeah, I don't. I think the point of your grandmother's statement was like you yeah. will not know until they're over. Yeah. So it's like you're 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 putting the pressure on yourself now that these are the golden years. Gosh, I don't know, man. I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, right but now. that's what you should <laughs> you know, focus on. Yeah. Remove the anxiety yeah. that this is it and it's going to be over. Like yeah. you've already resigned yourself to this is the best it's going to get. When yeah. it's just
6: like. Well, that's the crazy thing Why is that not? it just keeps getting better, right? right. Like That's so, what I'm saying. So maybe you're not you're golden. Years. Well, that's that's what's so rare about it too, right? You usually people have like a two year honeymoon period, like oh, two, we're gonna gonna have kids for two years. It's gonna be our what our, the best two years of our marriage. We have like a a nine year marriage so far. It's, it's the honeymoon phase. It's still going. It,
3: it keeps getting better. I know. I, Mur, I'm telling you, when you're 72, that's that's gonna be peak myrrh I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. You're already like you know like you're gonna be my like my hair will have come back. Yeah. It's going full circle. Bionic hair. You're already the old man that gets changed and gets completely naked in a, in a bathroom. <laughs> what? Yeah.
6: What does that mean?
3: You know, yeah. like the guy at the gym. That's just... Oh, the guy at the gym. You're already that guy. There's
6: always this old guy at the gym in a men's locker room who's just completely ball-ass naked. <laughs> and you have true. to stare at it.
3: Yeah.
5: And well, was... you don't have to stare at it. I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, and that could be you one day. <laughs> yeah. And people will be like, ah. That's, that's me, me today. <laughs> what do you mean? That guy got... Two prostate exams on TV. <laughs> Maybe more. We don't know. The series is not done yet. <laughs> we'll find
3: true. out. That's true. Uh, we can't repeat a punishment, but last night, uh, you had, our Dr. Frank is here, which is like the, the doctor that has been on the show several times that has put a finger in your butt twice. And I, I said to Joe, I was like, I know we, we never repeat punishments, but it would be great to have a punishment where Sal has to do the third opinion.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh!
3: And we just film oh. it on the cruise, you know? Oh. Right now! So it's a punishment for both of us. It's so a two-way punishment? It's, yeah. He will die. Let's be honest, man. It's really just a punishment for Sal. Yeah.
6: I, I'll, I'll enjoy it. I will. Because he's in such misery. It's like when he has to, had to deliver a cow times a thousand. That's right.
5: I like that it's just a Sal punishment. It's like your idea. It's like, I'm going to make you do this to me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even on the boat, I'm, thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. He's this like, like, this is a Mur punishment too? I was like, no, I won this episode. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's
6: great.
3: Well, Danny, what do you think? Should we take a question from the, the audience or what w- you want? Do you have any questions? Yeah, let's, have,
2: let's take a couple questions from the audience. And why don't we have uh, Joe. Quarantine uh, Joe? Quarantine Joe. Quarantine uh, Joe. Go down with this mic. So if anybody has the courage to get close to quarantine Joe. <laughs> Just
5: know that you might get so sick that you can't enjoy the rest of the cruise. You won't be able to go to the private island. Uh, you will be thrown into the brig with quarantine Joe. If you get
3: a question here. I don't know why you're having so much trouble with that robe. It's like... Because it's
7: inside out. So the loops that hold the thing up are on the inside. Yeah. You've really done yourself a giant disservice. He looks like a hibachi chef, right? (laughs) He does.
3: Okay, we have a question. Hey, what's your name?
9: I'm Cass.
4: Hey, Cass. (laughs) Don't be. I mean, we should be nervous around me, but not because of them.
9: I'd be
7: nervous, too, if I was about to get sick.
4: Yeah. He's got so many germs. Quarantine Do you believe Joe. in um, vaccinations?
7: <laughs> <laughs>
5: a, an obscure pickup line, but one quarantine Joe always uses.
7: Works more than it doesn't.
4: So. <laughs> hey, what's your name?
2: My name's Kristen. You're the last joker I haven't gotten a picture with. Yeah. Do it.
4: Whoa. No,
7: that wasn't a question. That was very aggressive. No, it's not a question. <laughs> That I was, guarantee you will never get a I'm photo of me. from New York. <laughs> you will never get oh a picture God. of me. Oh, no. Oh, Joe. Oh, Joe Gatto just walked in.
5: Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, that's oh, no, certainly... No, no, Joe, it's a podcast. We need you to talk. That's, okay, oh, here's he my do question. Wow. Just listen, if you're listening at wow. home, we swear Joe Gatto's on the podcast. Big J's just getting a snack at
4: this
1: point. everybody. Uh,
2: Wait, I didn't get an answer.
1: No, you I did. did. I, said I just that. got here. What are you yelling at me about? I don't even know what you no. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: your ass. Excuse me. Hi, Hi I, what's your
1: name? Where are you from? Chris Sorry, we, that's all the time we have. We met <laughs> <laughs> I said no. I said no. Absolutely not.
7: No.
4: You've <laughs> no. been quarantined. Yeah, of course. Was in a in with
7: yeah. I
4: was
0: getting
6: so. up to take a picture with you. That's I right. was sit getting up to take the picture. You, you leave down. that attitude. I no, down no, down no. Fingers. No, I security, security, oh, oh, snap her neck. I was getting the security,
1: oh. get on the floor. So yeah, of course snap snap her up. neck. She's a, <laughs> She's a threat. She's a threat.
3: Wow. Can I just say the difference yeah. of the two people that were going to ask questions is one was like very respectful, too respectful, and like shy, and the other person gave us the finger and demanded <laughs> a picture.
7: That's Joker's fans. <laughs> I, we let her off the hook. We, no, we should we'll make her face her fears. Uh, yeah. Anytime that you're ready. Yeah, don't let her off the she, hook. She uh, touched
3: me. She's uh, any Anytime that you're ready, you yeah. let us know, but no pressure. We're having fun here. We're all friends. You want to speak Wait, through a proxy? You want to speak through name? a proxy? Cast Just a name. Can I just have well, a name? yeah. What's the question? Yeah. No, no, guys, let's we stop forcing it, everybody. No. What, what type
7: of camera is that?
3: Do you want another second? You need a minute? This is also a podcast,
5: so we can edit everything. Will it help if you, uh, if you flip off if you uh
6: if you flip off Q, just Oh no, we're, okay. That helps her.
7: I'm so I'm sorry.
3: Don't apologize. <laughs> that's right. That's your that's what everyone's supporting you. Don't worry about it.
9: Like, you guys have had su- such such a, a a positive impact on my life and have helped me through so much especially you being open about mental health and I just wanted to say thank you and ask you if you guys have ever like if and and I'm sorry in the beginning did you ever think that you'd be part of like something that had such a positive impact on other people's thank lives?
1: you for asking we love you so much love you you did great time
7: yeah you got Absolutely nothing to apologize for. Yeah, that was, stop saying I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was, but stop saying anything. I'm sorry.
1: You take your time and you ask the question. You did great. And everybody watching get
7: through something that was very, very hard to do. So congratulations on that. Um, but that was amazing. It was unbelievable. That was great.
1: I will say that collectively, I think that's one of our favorite things about being able to do this is that we hear all the times the stories about how people, the show has helped people with different things, deal with anything from a breakup to, you know, sickness or uh, losing someone or anything. And that is not lost on us because we have all been where anyone has been in a bad way. Um, and we've had the support of each other throughout our lives. And to be able to do that to the masses is an unbelievable benefit of what we do. So we love you guys. And one we didn't see coming either. We didn't.
7: We had no idea. None of us were like, "We're going to help people." It was like I have actually in my office. Uh, this woman um, uh, gave me a letter. That she was like a sixty-eight year old woman, and she. She was getting off the plane and she gave, she dropped it on. It was a little piece of paper. And it was that her husband is in his sixties and he lost his job and he hasn't smiled in in months. And now he started watching the show and he's feeling better. And she goes, watching my husband laugh has has saved my life and it's like i just keep that in my office on 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 my little mantle up there and i i see because it's insane it's like who whoever thought yeah i mean i always knew i'd be important
1: you know yeah i mean <laughs> let's not be crazy let's not be yeah asses. And, we know you know we're world famous
2: celebrities right. well,
7: No, because like well, even when i was in the fire department like i had that sense of like all right i'm helping people like like in a very physical get in do it get them out sort of way and my buddy rizzo is rizzo where you at buddy my buddy rizzo's from my firehouse right there, and he. Taught me a lot of what I know of being a fireman. It's just like, and you just take it on board that that's what you're doing when you go to work. So it's like to do it in a way where it's just like I'm going to work and just screwing around with these guys. And then you say something like that. That's like both heartbreaking and uplifting at the same time. There's no way you could expect that.
1: But we'll also get each other through stuff on set. Like we've had, we have to work, right? And life gets in the way where we have stuff. But I remember you and I specifically both had women issues at one point where Bessie and I, Bessie was moving back to, uh, not the same woman.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Bessie Bessie and
1: I uh, went through actually a really tough time where she was going to move back to California. Like, that was it. It was over. She bought boxes and everything, and I had to come to work. And it was when we filmed the belly dancer punishment and it was that day and before we saw if you look how miserable i am i don't care about belly dance i take my belly out any day of the week <laughs> had nothing to do with that it was that i was just really upset and i remember we went in the side of that parking lot at party city but uh-huh. right by there was just like a strip mall uh, and him uh, the four of us all sat there and talked and they could tell i was really upset about something and we just sat there and we had to talk like an hour i think you we were on set at that time when we couldn't shoot we had to wait until i was ready to go forward and do that stuff and real life happens and you had the same thing happen right two,
7: two, this, two weeks ago actually no we're talking about when i came home and uh and i came home from joker set and the girl i was living with the like, time her car was packed up yep and she was like i'm out of here and she threw me the keys and i just had to go <laughs> to work the next day but um no like for two weeks ago i i uh, benjamin cat had went to the vet and uh we got some minor bad news Not, nothing major but like anything happens to benjamin cat i get so upset and um and I got the text while the camera was on me, and I'm just like, well, and I'm like, I just need two minutes, and I walked, I got out of the car, we we're shooting a bit in the car, and I walked around the corner to just start crying on the streets of Brooklyn, but I unplugged my mic, because they don't want to make a big deal, I don't want the crew to see, and like, I turn around, and all three guys are just there, and yeah, and it's like, I was like, weird, because I didn't know, I didn't tell them anything was wrong, I was just like, oh, guys, I just need two minutes, let's start crying now, and, and then I was they were like what's the matter and I was like oh someone Benjamin cat and they was like get over it but yeah. nah. it was like no
1: like, I, think I, I think I replied both my parents are dead yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. stuff like that but like, uh, that's and, the point the,
7: like I didn't even they're just there like, these guys are just there for me when I'm not even expressing that there's something
6: wrong
4: it's unbelievable and,
6: and, and likewise uh, about two years ago my, my grandfather had passed and I, I heard the news on set and I, I unplugged my mic I walked to the corner around the corner to not, not, not make a big deal of it and I turned around it and none of the guys were there <laughs> Well,
1: to be fair, it was lunch break. <laughs> and his grandfather was an asshole. Yeah, yeah he was a dick.
3: A straight-up dick. Well, I'm excited because we um, we're going to bring up our next guest, David Zucker. Zucker. He's right there. You, now you go this way. Keep applauding. It's actually a long
1: walk right now. So we just want to... No.
9: Yeah, I was so moved by everybody saying, you know, how humor really helps cheer you up. And you guys have cheered me up. I mean, even this past week, um, our housekeeper, Maria, was getting, you know, she had gotten on in, in years. And she was finally hobbling around the house and she couldn't clean anymore. And so we had to put her down. Yeah.
6: <laughs> ah! I, said,
4: yeah I knew wow. a sucker set up. We the were there
9: it. for you. It's
6: <laughs> really... He's telling the story. Yeah. I, I love guys yeah. with yeah. Yeah. you. we like, we see where this is going. The, the, take the takeaway way. really yeah. is that
1: if you need <laughs> us, when you have to put down your yeah. housekeeper? Yeah, like, the jokers are there. <laughs> the way
7: you know that David Zucker's about to tell a joke is he's talking. Yes. <laughs> yes.
3: <Alex> <laughs> <for> <laughs> it's so true. But that literally is a joke that you guys have all would also do. And that's like, that's the beauty about the inspiration that goes into this. Uh, David Zucker, you created Airplane, the Naked Gun movies. Uh yeah, a scary movie legend, for a um, Yeah, Basketball. scary off. movies. Can, can
6: I share a story? I mean, yeah, my, my father and I bonded. That's all we watched. We knew every line of every one of his movies. For uh, we, That's all I did as a child. It was my dream to one day do anything close to being as funny as anything you've done. And when we had the opportunity to meet you, I, I had a, a star moment. I, could, I was in complete shock. And now to call you a friend is... Is, is honestly... Well, don't get ahead of yourself. Okay, you
2: know yeah. he I talks mean, to me about that. Remind me of a combo with you. He doesn't like when if you. If I work.
6: start hobbling down, he's going to try to put me down. <laughs> no, I, I, it it's has a been, uh... it's been a
9: pleasure for me to meet you. I mean, even though you haven't done anything close to. No, why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done. I not. How many, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many seasons was
1: Police Squad on?
9: How many seasons was Police Squad on?
1: Yeah. Wow. Police it's,
5: Squad, one of the only posters right, in the
9: yeah. uh, producers' room yes, at the office. of have a it's big it's Police like, Squad I, I poster. Heard it's a poster, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was uh, a TV series we did. It was on. It lasted for six episodes, so it wasn't really as successful. But, a successful. Children's wild. It, this was uh, at a time when there were only three channels. <laughs> and and we, they couldn't cancel it fast enough. <laughs> so, um, That's Yeah, you guys have done something that I actually look up to. And actually, you know, being as old as I am, you know, I hate, you know, when, when somebody says, have you seen this or this? And, and I really don't like anything. <laughs> and, and so I was so grateful when the Jokers came along and I could say, well, I like this. You know this. Wow. This, is, this is, is something I think is funny.
6: The uh, the, the best the, one of the best moments of our, our collective lives was one Saturday night. It was like midnight. Right, an email comes in. We had sent a bunch of DVDs to you. And yeah. then right, uh, I think your kids knew the show, but you hadn't seen it yet. We sent David a bunch of DVDs of, of seasons of, the, of Jokers. And a random Saturday night, like midnight, an email comes in from Zucker to the four of us saying something to the effect of, "Guys, I, you know I don't have to write this because if, if your show sucked, you'd never hear." for me again but uh i can't watch more than 15 minutes of your show at a time because i have tears streaming down my face
9: which is true well it was not so much the tears but i was actually choking (laughs) and and i couldn't i had to stop yeah Yeah. he was also he was eating
1: jalapenos at the time
6: (laughs) within 60 seconds of that email the four of us were on the phone with each other four-way conference call screaming like little children
1: yeah yeah and
7: for christmas two years ago Sal printed out four copies of that email and had uh, David write a little note to us and signed it. And Sal got him professionally framed and, and gave it to him. That hangs on the wall of my house right now. Yeah, me too. Yeah. it's a huge, huge moment.
3: Yeah. It, Thank you. It's, it's an honor to be it's, in your
6: house. That's how much we love this man. Uh,
3: to, to go into the Police Squad series a little bit, um, because that was kind of the first when you were making it, I mean, the landscape was so much different. Did you think, because now, you know, you make something, you know in your head that it could be seen forever. But at the time, you know, there was no on demand. There was no streaming. There were, you know, even just TV shows weren't even that accessible unless it was recorded some way with a Betamax, but this probably even before that. Um, how does it feel now to, to watch it without thinking that it was made for everyone in the world to see at all, like throughout time?
9: Well, I ha- I haven't watched it in a long time. I mean, it's, when I watch a lot of the old stuff, it's—I uh, mean, it's nice to see—but I always see the mistakes. Yeah. And I thought, "Oh, we could have done that better." <laughs> or, you know, why, why did we make, why did we try to make that joke? But there's some great, there's some great runs in, in that that pilot episode of *Police Squad* that we still like.
1: We uh, we actually watched it on our tour bus. The second tour, I had the DVD, and I brought it, and we were up yeah. driving through yeah, the night. Yeah, there's, and there's a watched.
9: scene where. Leslie Nielsen comes in to visit uh, the woman whose husband had been murdered, and he says, uh, "We could have, we would have come sooner, sooner, but your husband wasn't dead yet." <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: that's,
8: so that's right. So he funny. said
9: it better than I did. But, um, <laughs> so well, it's
7: got what yeah. we is wildly considered one of the best jokes ever written, right? Ever written, and that who you guys do it better than I did. It says a
1: of- uh, Leslie Nielsen uh, breaks into uh, an office. Uh, disguised as a locksmith and he doesn't know that the, the bad guy is at his desk so the bad guy turns around and he goes
6: the, the, the bad guy says who are you and
1: how the hell did you get in here and he goes I'm a locksmith and I'm a locksmith
6: <laughs> it's the perfect
7: line it's a perfect it joke we will watch that joke it's on YouTube just oh, that clip on. yeah over it's and over, over and over again. We actually use
1: it in the sh- we try to get it in the show as much as we can, but we've never found a situation where it works. We always like pretend. I think in one of the focus groups, we made you a professional locksmith.
7: Yeah, <laughs> yeah but we just can't get it in. It's it's you really have to watch it. So Leslie Nielsen's delivery might be the best delivery of a yeah. joke ever. It's it's so unbelievable. Do
6: you have a favorite joke in of course your entire career? One joke that's your
9: favorite? You know what? I I think of I always think of one. It's when. Uh, Leslie Nielsen in Airplane is, uh, it, there's some turbulence in the cabin, and Leslie looks up and says, what the hell's going on up there? But he's got, uh, just you see the feet of women, of uh, a woman in the stirrups. He's <laughs> giving gynecological, <laughs> he's giving <a> gynecological exam. Gynecological <laughs> exam, it's like so bizarre. You <laughs> know, the why? And, yeah, I the turbulence trust, I is interrupting joke. his <laughs> exam. <laughs> Because we you know we don't point to the joke, the audience has to see it it's yeah. just there, but they're they're not supposed to
3: in some ways um, you know like the, like the naked gun and police squad movies and impractical jokers are, are opposites in that um, it was, everything was played so straight, but it was, you know, it was, it was ridiculous. And it was actors, like, the more, the more serious they were performing it, the funnier it is. Whereas in Practical Jokers, is it's set in reality. The straight right. person, like the straight man of the scene, right. is the real world. And they're sort of, they're bringing kind of the, that abstract or like the buffoonery to it.
9: Yeah, it's a completely different kind of humor altogether. Yeah. It's a completely different type of humor. It's It's an uh, airplane joke. But we connect on that level of, you know, ridiculousness and absurdity and whatever it is. Yeah, that's the absurdity that definitely Well, in our show, we find that stuff actually works better if
1: people believe that you're real. Right. Like, even the insane stuff that you're doing, like, you you know, we we all have favorite scenes, but I think collectively one of the ones that these guys probably laughed the hardest and I had the most fun doing is when I, I was the receptionist on the ball. Oh, God. Right? And that's that's it, the hardest I've ever it, lived It, it, my it is the perfect moment. The thing that really, really made that work was that woman believed that I bounced on that ball and said num nums when I ate food and and dug yeah. in garbage cans for lunch. Like, she yeah. believed that in her mind. She was like, oh, this guy is crazy. And it, it, we always say, we always, well, an instruction that gets cut out from the show a lot but we help each other in the ear we don't always hurt each other but we help each other be funny it's always play it real play it real yeah. slow roll it slow roll it sure. play it real it's my phrase. favorite
6: moment i think where you're the most real do you remember we were in a, a store called organic avenue working behind that counter and joe we're, we're new employees and another employee is training joe and we told joe almost like a baby to just keep going in the fridge and drinking the organic drinking milk the milks so every time the, the employee turns around, he's gone back over and is drinking straight in the carton. And she, her, you saw her face. She's like, what? This is my reality. Daddy, why this would you do real. this? She
1: literally said to me at one point, why would you do that? And I said, I, I like milk.
9: <laughs> and you have to keep a straight face. You have, yes. to, yeah. you
1: have to keep, keep a straight face. It. Yeah, once we break, the, whole, uh, the straight man's gone. So we yeah. try our best, but sometimes it's just so stupid. But for the most part, we try to keep a
3: straight face. The Besides guy. Sal, of course. <laughs> The guys are so good at like um, every season, sort of bringing it to the next level. And was that something that also that you tried to do in like the air, I mean, uh, the Naked Gun movies and throughout your career.
9: Well, yeah, I've always wanted to do something different and tried not to do the same thing. So that's why we didn't do Airplane Two. Right. And we, uh, I, I directed the first two Naked Guns, but then didn't direct the third one, and and then with and but I tried to do other things like go. We did Top Secret, right. and that was my yes. favorite movie. It was kind of we're not, showing that on the That was the same kind of thing. And then I did a movie called Basketball, which was yes. also yes. Like <laughs> way way out there. Question question
1: for you, because you did the second one of Naked Gun. Is that because you felt there was jokes left to be told that you weren't able to get to in the first one?
9: Well, uh, when I did the second the Naked sequel, skip. The sequel. You said you skipped the, the third two, one, half. but you did two and a half. Is it yeah. because you felt there were still jokes? There were still a lot of good jokes to be done. I mean, the, because not an Airplane, because Airplane was... One specific thing that happened at one time, we did the airplane jokes, and that was it. There was no sequel, and Paramount proved it when they did uh, Airplane (laughs) 2. But but Naked Gun, it's a kind of setup where Leslie could, he was a police station lieutenant or whatever he was, and he he could get more and more adventures, and there's more bad guys, and so we could keep going. But still, I didn't want to direct the, I didn't want to keep directing them, so...
6: Can I ask? Uh, I've heard rumors last year on this cruise that uh, you had just finished the script in the past few months for Naked Gun Part Four.
9: Yes, that's wow. that. <laughs> uh, That's right. It's, it's actually it's the son of uh, Frank Drebin, yeah. who uh, you know gets in a you know. A, a, international spy thriller kind of thing. It's no longer in an L.A. police station. It's called Naked Impossible now. So, yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, yeah. what's interesting is you probably need, like, a gray-haired guy to be the role of Leslie <laughs> Nielsen's Possibly a <laughs> little
9: portly. That's yeah. right. Do you know anyone? I
3: don't know. Um, maybe, like, like a yeah,
9: building kind of reality well, star? I, yeah, we need somebody good-looking. Do you know?
3: Uh, <laughs> uh, is, yeah. We're out. Is there, is anybody, I'll you, call you, my you know, brother. Yeah, okay.
8: Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, yeah. This is so. I mean, it's such an honor to, to get to talk to, with you and about that. I, I, yeah. these guys. When you're not around, talk so much crap about you. <laughs> I, they're I so, I I they're so nice to yeah. your face. It's yeah, really, I, I,
7: nice. I didn't. I didn't think you were gonna live to this cruise. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> God. I, yeah,
1: yeah, we, we had your cabin on the guy? waiting guy, list. Uh, yeah. <laughs> your cabin was on the waiting list. We didn't you, know. You I, know what I, always yeah.
7: annoys me is like you. You know Criterion Collection. How come there hasn't been like a Criterion Collection about like airplane? Because you gotta imagine there's there's deleted scenes like is. Is there more material? Well,
9: actually, there's a few, uh, you know, <laughs> deleted scenes on the airplane, you know, on DVD or whatever. And uh, But in those days, <laughs> I hate to sound too old, but they didn't save a lot of that stuff, yeah. like the outtakes and stuff. They would just... They, they, They're called mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> they, they needed to the storage space, so they just would throw stuff away. Uh, so there was a lot of stuff that, that we shot. However... I will say that for for comedies deleted scenes means that it's not funny. So if, if it was funny it would have been in the movie. You know, okay. deleted scenes for yeah. drama, you could probably find, you know, for The Godfather great scenes that they didn't have time to put in or something. But right. uh, in comedy every, anything's funny is in there. So
1: Could you what is your uh, most prized possession as far as memorabilia of movies that you've done?
9: <laughs> well, you know, I have the original clapperboard from Airplane, which says not uh, Zucker, Abram Zucker, but it says uh, Abrahams and Zuckers. And that's because the, the DGA, the Directors Guild, refused to give us a combined writing credit, uh, directing credit, because it was one man, one film. Nobody had ever done, and we were first time directors. And so we we went through you know, three committees or something. They kept refusing. There's just no way we were not going to get our name, all of our names because we all directed it. So my brother went down to the L.A. City Hall, had his name le- legally changed to Abraham's N. Zucker's. And that's what's on, the, and, and that's what's on. The, that's how you play. <laughs> che- wow, chestnut checkers. Yeah. And wow, what, and the, the the Directors Guild issued a card saying Abraham and Zuckers, and when they find out found out about it, they were furious. Yeah. and so they convened another kind of uh, uh, kangaroo court and. We brought in new evidence, and they, they gave in. That's wow. Amazing. But the clapboard. That's, we went
6: uh, to Zucker's home in his office yeah. uh, when we first met him, and uh, in his office right behind his desk, he's got my favorite prop from any one of your movies, from Top Secret, which is my favorite movie. Uh, he's got the anal intruder, yeah. which is this giant box, and it's basically a giant, it's, it's two feet long, a giant finger. It's called the yeah. anal intruder. Yeah. He's got it on his office.
3: Uh, Well, that's great. We have some other guests to come out. But ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. David Zucker. Zucker. Thank you you so much for being part of this. You could only take one thing from the show. You can't have any other memorabilia. Just one thing from the show. What do you think? You From Jokers? From Jokers.
7: Jokers. Ooh. Right? Because I have so much. Already, so you're you're gonna come in and take it from me. I'm gonna throw thing.
3: it out, yeah, like a punishment or something. You mean like a like one of the props we've used? Yeah, prop or something that, you know to remember from the show. You can only have one piece of, of memorabilia.
1: Well, we have the. It's actually for, I I
7: do the movie. We shot the movie version, hopefully coming out this year. I would imagine, uh, and it's a road trip, and in it we have a car. It's a 1989 Crown Victoria yeah. that we named Grandma Lucia, and uh, I bought the car from production. Yeah. And uh, it's it's in storage on Staten Island now. I just got the title, so I'm gonna put plates on it and drive it around nice. and stuff like that. So I'd probably just stick with Grandma Lucia.
3: Okay, that's good. But that's
7: the movie, not the show, I guess. It's okay.
1: You know, okay. actually, uh, you know, Casey uh, makes a cameo in our movie. Yeah. And I actually bought uh, the costume he had to wear for it because it's so ridiculous. I gave it to him, so he owns that costume. I got that. But I love that. Yeah. You should have brought that on the cruise and wore it. I know. Well, nobody
3: knows. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> next no, when, they will next year. Next maybe. One. I'd probably do the, uh, the
6: Wheelchair of Doom, you know, the Q's, uh, yeah. w- you know, chair. Yeah, we defined science Z. to
3: make that thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Will Thaxton. I mean, I, I,
1: the Wheel of Doom is always iconic to me, but I also love when we do those prop things. I love brick flops.
3: Brick, oh, flops. brick yeah. flops. Brick flops would be that's great. That's a great choice. it would be pretty hard to store, but. Yeah. <laughs> I know
5: Sal's not here, but, and we can't say what it is, but in the season premiere we uh we kind of play into that a little bit
6: Absolutely What is yeah. the yes. I'm trying to remember what it was The thing with the thing The
3: thing oh, with the, the,
6: the thing with the thing over there The punishment Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: The thing over there That's with the thing over there Don't,
1: the- don't whisper into the microphone
3: <laughs> 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 All right we're going to bring out some more guests some more fr- uh, friends and and family of the show um our this first person was working on the show uh Christine Evans come on out We also have Big Jay Okerson make some noise. He's been in, on the show before. And J.F. Harris, one of the Joker's openers. I go. I go. Bye, Joe. Bye, okay, well, Murr and... Uh, oh, all right, so you want me to go? No, we want yeah. you to stay forever. You yeah, really? had to go off to another... No, uh, another well, what a
8: severe fame dip-off.
3: I definitely want you to stay because this is, this is interesting, Q. You, you remember when You're Jay... There showed up in one of your punishments right no okay remember when you were taking money at, at, at the the rock show you were... oh yeah I blocked that one out so you might remember Jay came out and, <laughs> and told the crowd
8: what had happened yeah, yeah it, it was for me I had to say yeah Q was taking cover charges out front of the knitting factory and then I had to come out as a security guard and tell the people in the club that there was no cover charge for the evening yeah and that whoever got that from you was stealing your money and you should get it back from them. And <laughs> I was said, in the
7: middle of the crowd. <laughs>
8: <Yeah>. <laughs> and they said if nobody uh, starts coming up to him, go back up and point him out aggressively, which I did. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got surrounded by bikers was the last thing I remember.
7: Yeah, it wasn't great. You had to help me get out in the end. Remember, you had to help me get on stage. And the thing that Jay did so well is like you didn't play it like a joke. <laughs> you were like somebody really stole your money, people. He's out there in the crowd. There was no like, hey, guys, blah, blah, blah. He played it like he was pissed. And I think that really <laughs> transferred <laughs> to the crowd and then and directed it. So thank you.
3: Somebody like give you a, a like a nut check, right?
7: I get nut checks all the time. <laughs> it's, it is really like, do you understand? Every time we walk through a crowd, I, all I do is get my nuts grabbed by people. It's very odd. It feels very uncomfortable. Can I ask you to please stop grabbing my nuts when I go into
3: crowds? And this is not I'm one of those things where he, he, he like actually like wants it. Like, no, really, stop. Really, <laughs> it's stop. assault. It's full on assault. <laughs> PSA:
8: Don't grab Q's nuts. Yeah, please, yeah. please. You have a lot of friends, I, men friends, that claim they've had their dick grabbed multiple times in public. I can't possibly, that's never happened to me once. It bums me out every day of my life. Really?
2: <laughs> well, that was easy. Before you clap, my jeans are very baggy. You didn't get anywhere near it. I didn't get anything. That was all. These it was jeans. a fistful of denim. Yeah, I'm wearing
8: MC Hammer dimensions on these things. So you're
2: asking for people to start grabbing your nuts
7: and
8: crowds. I don't know if I want people to grab my nuts. Well, try it. I'm just saying I'd be flattered if someone ever did grab yeah. I feel left out of the party that no one's ever grabbed my nuts. Well, publicly. it's also about the quality of it,
7: uh, Big Jay, because like some people just
8: <laughs> you know what I mean? You yeah. once in a while
7: you get the the nice caress, yeah. like, good job. Yeah. You know, and then you're on about your There's, day. So, I'm
8: looking for more of a congratulatory than like there a Mortal Kombat fatality. There,
2: <laughs> there are three days left on this cruise. I'm sure you can get a couple. Hey, good set. Actually, just a nightly, now a it's nice on you, the people. With, this is an open it's invitation. It's in your
4: hands. <laughs> I think I'm going to need Dr. Frank t- to check my nuts later, actually. And they're feeling a little
3: tender. Quarantine, Joe. Quarantined, yeah. Oh.
4: You, you're saying you want Dr. Frank to check the front yeah. of you? To check my nuts, yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah.
4: Okay. Dr. Q is Q Please is about to check uh, Joe. Well.
2: For those okay. of you at home who can't see, Joe is opening up his robe. And I think. Q is searching Q Joe's nuts are in his asshole. He's home. still
8: searching though. He can't find it. Dude, Q if you is pull searching out, very hard to find it. It'd be That's funny if you pulled out fuzzy dice or something. <laughs> what the hell? That would be. They're fine. One's slightly bigger than the other. Right. That's
7: Good job. The left, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the left.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I
4: know about that. Yeah.
3: Uh, well, this luck. is what happens when there's no ship doctor. And this yeah. segue, this is a fun segue too, Christine. Uh, <laughs> Christine, you used to work on the show. And... Christine, you've grabbed nuts. I <laughs> Well, tell us, were, were any of your uh, duties on the show um, protecting the guy's nuts at all? What, what did...
0: <laughs> Not protecting nuts, but oh. we would... Uh, <laughs> Really, just jumping in if there were fans of the show and they were coming up to them during a bit, we try to like block them off. And generally, people are pretty cool because if they're fans of the show, they don't want to destroy the shoot, right? So, they you know, they play it quiet.
3: And you've done a little bit of everything on the show, right?
0: Yeah, I was lucky enough to come in. I managed comedy clubs for years and I was looking to get into production work, and I met the production coordinator, Kelly at the hundredth episode. Kelly
4: Maxwell. Kelly
0: Maxwell. And we just started chatting and she was looking to do more stuff with stand-up comedy. And I was looking to do more stuff with production. And she brought me on as a PA and it was really, really, really fun to work on a show that I loved so much because I was such a fan of the show when I started working on it. And it just, you take such pride in anything. And I mean, look, a lot of my duties were making sure there were trash bags where there need to be trash bags and carrying gear and unloading like it was that grunt work, but everybody on set was so cool about teaching me more than that. So as long as I was willing to do the dirty work, they were willing to like teach me the things I wanted to learn. And it was a phenomenal experience. I loved doing it. Plus,
8: she was all goosed up to do the show when we watched in-person cue Tightrope Walk.
0: Oh,
7: right. yeah, that was the 100th episode. Successfully. <laughs> that was a big moment for me.
8: I don't know how that got such a mediocre applause. He tightrope Wow, <laughs> yeah. We've seen it. Awesome. Thank you, Vijay. You, what are we... Thank you. <laughs> Why is no one impressed by that? Was he on fire? Well, it was two years
7: ago. I mean, it was four years ago at this point. I yes, guess they're just like, what have you done for me lately? You, <laughs> yeah, really, the road.
5: you also completely saved that finale. You went last. Nobody else made it more than like three steps. Right. And you went all the way across the tightrope. And if you didn't do that, it would have been the biggest womp womp. Yeah, it, would have like, been it was, like, it was a lot of pressure on that
8: moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was there no contingency plan? plan for if everyone just whiffed immediately
2: yeah it was they were gonna execute howie Mandel. (laughs) (laughs) mill was gonna bring him
3: down (laughs) we
7: uh yeah no there was no good thank you there was no contingency plan do they
2: know
3: that do they know that i mean do do you guys guys know know that mill
7: You know the mill joke?
3: Oh, that's great. So in the taping of that episode, if you rewatch that episode, there's a a part where Howie Mandel, who's like, you know, he's got a lot going on. It's a live taping. He said mill instead of (laughs) myrrh. He messed up three letters of a four-letter name.
7: (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't his fault, though. He had a lot in his ear. But at one point, he was, like, trying to tell people. Because, like, those earwigs we have, like, people chat, 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 and, like, you don't hear anything. It gets annoying. And, like, he, he, was, he didn't know he was still alive, and he had four people in his ear, and he starts going, could you stop? Could you stop talking in my ear? And the whole crowd was like, whoa. <laughs> and he looked like a dick, but it's not his fault. Like, he was literally, like, trying to do his job. He's a really good guy, but he did not come off uh, yeah. as well as he could have on that one. But well, we got
8: Mill, so that's it. We not, did get
7: Mill out of it to this did day. Did you we'll shake his hand
8: a bunch? He's, like, a germaphobe, right?
7: No, I wouldn't do that to him.
8: Oh, just lick your palm and slide it across his face? Forget no. the name wrong?
7: Art, I think, who told me this story? Artie Lang told me this story where he shook his hand when he was really high one time, and he was like, I, I never got over it. He goes, I've always felt that was one of the biggest dickish things I did when I was high. Yeah. And
8: I was like, wow, all right, well, if he's doing that when, he, when he's like that, I can't. <laughs> Artie Lang thinks shaking howie mandel's hand is one of the worst things he's done when he's (laughs) the
3: only thing he's like i gotta apologize for
7: that (laughs) That might explain his ongoing issues but i do
8: know he felt really bad
7: about it he gotta reprioritize that list yeah i know
3: i know well what's also cool about this boat is it brings so many different people together like within the joker's world you know what i mean like because oh you production people and comedians that that work with the guys um and jf harris is here and you go on tour with the guys yeah, and right. that's the side of them I've I've only seen like a few times with certain dates and stuff. But you go on the road in like a van with them, like you know how much well, these people I would love to do that. They've moved on
2: from van to bus now. It's pretty crazy. It's a. Ooh, I mean, we're on a yeah, Fancy, yeah. I don't, it's, it's amazing. It's like the that's one of the funnest parts of the job is we get to just like tour around in the bus, make fun of each other, watch movies, yeah. go shopping for keys for Brian's house.
3: <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> shopping is montage. a big thing that you guys do, and I they, they they've all told me that they love to. shop up with you he knows
2: every city we roll into he knows the best spots it's incredible well i've toured doing stand-up so much i'm on the road that i've been to every city in america five six times so I've done the groundwork. Well, then tell us, tell them the shopping habits of the Jokers. What are they like? Uh, break them down. Break them down. All right. Joe's going to buy some clothes that don't fit him correctly. <laughs> uh, and a watch that costs a lot of money. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, Brian's going to buy old, weird, vintage stuff. Maybe something taxidermied or some keys. <laughs> keys Look, and cameras, I really like. Keys and, like. and cameras. Yeah, keys a and pinball cameras. machine he almost bought recently. You talked me out of that. Uh, yeah. I. Yeah, happy. that's a game. Yeah.
7: Yeah, what's it was on? like what the, was the, it was like one of the first one from the like 1920s. It wasn't the one with the flippers. It was one where you shoot the ball up and it just drops and wherever it goes. It nothing goes. else
5: special. They were just happy the ball went up. Came. Yeah, back. and yeah, it was yeah, so
2: it, old. Yeah. The theme for it was like flappers. It wasn't like.
5: <laughs> right. right. Yeah. It, was it was like segregation. The <laughs> pinball machine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I gotta have this. And he was like, No. Yeah, so you can only use one. one flipper. The whites only one. So oh, it didn't.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that was entertainment, was to just make a, shoot a ball well, It was gambling.
2: Up. It wasn't. It was gambling. But it was yeah.
3: basically a slot
7: machine. When, when pinball machines oh, wow. were first created, there were gambling apparatuses that you do that, and then wherever it lands, you would win some money back or lose completely.
3: Welcome back to the official pinball podcast. <laughs> uh, that's great. So you didn't finish. I need Murr and Sal's shopping
2: habits. Mer um, actually isn't a big shopper. Murr will usually go get a massage, hang in. He kind of does a lot of self-care uh, which, I, you know, everyone needs a release. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, you know what? now I
3: don't know what he does. With what does he pan for? With yeah. Release? Okay, yeah, release. Go on.
2: Uh, and then uh, Sal and me have probably the most similar clothing. Actually, me and Brian probably have the most similar clothing. Yeah, style. when it gets
7: down to the nitty-gritty, you and I end up going back yeah. and forth on
2: stuff. Yeah, because Sal will spend six hours picking out a pair of pink socks or hot blue shoes. That is not a joke,
7: I wish that was true. We'll like all right, like we were where were we recently where, where there's like a row of stores, and uh we, we go into the first shop and then like as a group we just go from store to store to store. Like ten stores later, Sal's still at the first store.
2: Yeah, last time he bought two wearable sleeping bags. <laughs> Wait, look, that what is should a be, wearable that should be a pun- punishment bag. on the show? He should just have to wear all of the stuff he bought in one weekend as an outfit. Oh, you
8: don't want to be the asshole with the sleeping bag you can wear, and then the person you're with is like, what about? What am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Great news. Yeah. I
2: bought Dose.
3: Yeah. Is it, wait, is it like tapered down to your legs? Like
2: it's... It has like a zipper on the bottom so you can take your feet out and walk in it, and then like zippers on the side so you can stick your arms out. I used to coach Casey's improv team 10 years ago. Yeah. That's right. Yeah.
3: Man Crush was the name of the team. Yeah. Any Man Crush fans? Nope. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew the answer was no one. Yeah, but improv is actually something that combines a lot of, like, you know, the show is most, it's an, like, in Practical Jokers is kind of like an improv show. You know, like, they're telling each other what to do. They're making stuff, some, most of the stuff up on the spot. And, like, they're feeding each other these things. The guys at Farrell, you guys did improv.
7: Yeah, Farrell. I only did that to meet girls, though. Because Farrell was an all-boys school. Yeah. And then when you did improv, the girls would come in.
3: And you didn't love it as an artist?
7: Oh, I don't love anything as an artist. I, I, I don't consider myself an artist at all. Um, but yeah, it was just really like, oh, girls.
8: <laughs> Jay, is that the same for you? Well, you... I do stand up, I'm straight. Right. <laughs> I, uh...
2: And on that note, I'm out to <laughs> they can teach
3: an improv class. See Jeff. Oh. Jeff Harris, everybody. Jeff Harris. Thanks for being here.
8: Look at him go. He'd be wearing short shorts and rollerblades if he could. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, but yeah, so much of your comedy is impro- uh, improvisational, correct?
8: No, well, yeah, I work off the crowd a lot for sure. No, I've never done actual improv though. Like, uh, I don't even know if I'd be good at it or terrible at it. Hmm. The idea of it makes me nervous, but uh, but yet when I do stand up though, I kind of go up with no plan. So I mean, do you ever watch Jokers and be like, I
3: want to, I want to go out there. I want to be, I want to be out in the field with having the guys tell me what to do.
8: I'll tell you what, and uh, I'm happy to say this on the show. Why? I, I mean, I got involved. Uh, in the world of the Jokers from uh, being a fan first. Mm. I, was in a, uh, I was in a hotel or a condo from a comedy club in Canada, in uh, Edmonton, Canada. And
7: <laughs>
8: no one woos for that.
7: Anything would have looked good at that point.
8: Well, I was watching on TV and it just had like a best of. It was a stoop sessions and it was oh you guys doing God. like a best of uh, kind of thing. And, I, and they just played like four or five episodes in a row. I just fell in love. I came home. I started talking to other comedians about it to watch it, and a bunch of us just all started uh, watching it. And I think why it's very hard. And I always compared you guys, not for content at all, but for comedians to to the show Jackass, in the sense that it was the two things I can watch where I feel no desire to pick it apart at all. I don't pick it apart. I just there's not. I, I don't think I can do that. I don't think I could do it better if I could even do it at all. Then you guys, so I just enjoy it, like for what it is. You know, I just I take it in. And it's so great. No, I, I I'd fail every one. There's no way I can do any of those things. That's Why I'm so impressed by it. So and I don't want to be. I I do want to try it, and I think I can understand the escape hatch almost being the earbud that you hear your friends. Like you are entertaining someone, but the I've never been good at man on the street stuff. They've asked me to ask questions to people on the street, and I'm always like. Uh, you ever suck a dick in a church and, then, uh, <laughs> and they're like what and i'm like i don't know it is stupid i should get out of here <laughs> and so what
5: you're cause your comedy central special we actually i went to the taping i think sal was there yeah, yeah. and some other people we just went as fans because it's such a unique special it, it is complete crowd work and i don't know if you get a chance to check it out Uh, you guys all should also your podcast Legion of Skanks
8: yeah yeah yeah. it's a great one you guys should check that out and me and uh, and Dan Soder who's on the boat also do the bonfire on Sirius XM uh, Comedy Central Radio and uh, we're doing that actually live here on the boat one of the days but yeah man it's been fucking it's been a fantastic few years man and the the Jokers fans have been amazing and stuff as far as like uh, people following and stuff even coming on this boat a second time, seeing a lot of familiar faces and people come up to me. So it's it's awesome. Man. But I do thank you guys so much, uh, Q and the guys.
0: It really is like a family. Like everybody really loves yeah, each other. Is. Everybody's really into what's going on. And you guys do take care of your own. Yeah, we, so. we,
7: well, we have to. I mean, we, we couldn't make the show without everybody who makes it. With us, we we would not we would not be anyway. We we're as good, and, and we get we have had a rule on the show um, since season three, where like you're an asshole on the show, you're gone.
3: So I think we have to wrap it up. We, right, we were telling a sentimental moment, and yeah, like, all right, I see. That great.
7: <laughs> yeah, it's just it is it is a special show to work on, and 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 a lot of the times it always just is like I don't know what's the best. What do you, people always ask? What are you going to miss when the show ends? And for me, the answer is always the the crew. It'll yeah. always be the crew. The, the crew is, is, is family. It really is.
5: It is. I got to say this. I know we got to wrap it up, but I haven't told this on the podcast yet. We did the crew special last year, and we all did turns on the floor like we were the jokers, and it, it was very fun. I was doing put pocketing. You guys were making fun of me that day because I came dressed up in like a jacket and a shirt because I was going out to dinner with my girlfriend's parents. <laughs> yeah and you gave me so much shit. <laughs> Everyone else is on the floor, you're helping them, you're like, say this, say this. I'm on the floor, I'm trying to do something, and you guys are like McCarthy wearing a shirt and a jacket, going on a job interview probably later on, just making fun of me the entire time, happening. A- we
7: take a good thing, like him dressing up to meet his girlfriend's parents, and just make fun of it. It makes no sense, and that's the thing that's the worst part about it, is what we're saying isn't bad, but we frame it in a way that's just like, you're a dick. And there's no defense because the only defense is just like, yeah. what are you guys talking about? And that won't fly. So it's a, we're ripping on it like crazy. And then
5: you're just telling me, you're like, you better pay for that dinner. You better pay for that yeah, dinner. Right. They're coming into your town. They're coming into New York City. And like, you're going to pay? I'm like, I, you know, they, they think they make more money than me. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'm going to pay. <laughs> like, if you don't pay. Anyway, we go to this restaurant in New York. This was a restaurant that my girlfriend's dad always wanted to take the family to. It's called the River Cafe. It's in Brooklyn. It's a beautiful restaurant. He was like, when I went to law school at NYU, I didn't have a lot of money. I wasn't one of the rich kids. I never got to go to this restaurant that all the rich kids used to come to. And I'm so happy that I get to take you and my whole family here and pay for a dinner at the River Cafe. The check comes. The waiter stands over me and goes, "Um, are you James McCarthy? And I'm like, yes, this is for you. I open up the check, uh, the billfold, and it says we did what you should have done, the impractical jokers. <laughs> and I, yes, it's insane. I turn to, uh, to my girlfriend, Phoebe's dad. I'm like, um, the bill's been paid for. And he goes, no. <laughs> and I was like, it's not me. It's my bosses. They paid for it. And, he, and then his wife goes, looks like you still can't buy dinner at the River Cafe. And,
3: <laughs> Guys, thank you so so much for coming. That's an incredible story. I want to thank Q for being here. James Murray, Joe Gatto, Big J. Okerson, Christine Evans, Joe Ambrosio, Quarantine Joe, uh, and of course, James McCarthy and myself. Thank you so much for being here. Q's going to pay for all your dinners tonight. Thank you guys so much. Have a good day.
4: Thank you.